There's a sweet aroma in this place. There's a sweetness and a clearing in the atmosphere tonight. Just breathe it in. Just breathe it in. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to gather once again in this place. Oh, Lord, to come together as a group to worship you, to praise you, those joining from home by live stream. We thank you. You're not a statue bound to one place. You're not a God that's buried and in the ground. Oh, but you're the creator. You're the savior. And you're the spirit. Not bound by time, not bound by space. Oh, we ask you, Holy Spirit, sweep over us even now. As we've sung tonight, sweep over us. Fill our houses, fill our beings. Lord, that wherever we step, your presence comes alive. We thank you, Jesus, for Calvary. We thank you for salvation. For without your blood, there is no remission of sin. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you walk with us. You never leave us. And tonight we lift the lost to you. Those who are looking and cannot find out why things are so confusing in their lives. Wandering and lost. Oh, but Lord, as we plant the seed, we ask you to water. And we thank you for the salvation of our families and friends. We thank you for salvation of neighbors and coworkers. Those of whom we're going to share with that we may never speak to again. We're going to praise you. We're going to believe for their souls right now. Father, I take a moment and I thank you for the leadership of this house, for Bishop and Dr. Cheryl. I pray a fresh touch upon them, Lord.
fresh touch upon them. Lord, they have faithfully served you. Even through the hard times, they continue to praise you. They've guided us, they've directed us, they've guided and directed a network. Ask you to bless them, Lord. Touch them special in this season. Refreshing wind of the Spirit upon their lives. Lord, we lift the ministries of the church, the ACM network around the globe, the chaplains. Lord, we're going to thank you for opportunities again to do your work. For those who are down and discouraged, I pray you, Holy Spirit, to pick them up and to breathe encouragement into them. Once again, we lift Apostle C, Sister C. We lift Dr. Garner to you. We thank you, Lord, for their service. And in their latter years, I ask you to strengthen those bodies, strengthen their minds, strengthen their spirit as they go about doing what you've asked them to do. And once again, Holy Spirit, we have been honored to be in your presence. And we ask you to continue to have your way in this service tonight. In Jesus' precious name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. So glad to have you here in the sanctuary and also live streaming from home. Good to see all these faces here tonight, but so good to be in the presence of God. Amen. I just want to reiterate uh, that next week, you don't want to miss, we're coming out with uh, a fresh move of the Spirit on Pentecost. Amen. And so uh, we'll have the whole worship team here and people come back, come back into the house of the Lord. There is so much power in corporate worship and the words, so don't miss it. Be here. Amen. And I want to look tonight as we head into this last week before Pentecost. Next Sunday, we celebrate that outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And God is so faithful that when Jesus ascended, he sent that comforter. Amen. And so when we look at this tonight in the Hebrew, I called this word ruach, which is spirit. We're going to look at the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of God tonight, because we're in that season, and God is moving. Pentecost is that season where the Holy Spirit descended in the upper room on the apostles, and it was, it's always the seventh Sunday after Resurrection Day. It's always that seventh Sunday in the Jewish calendar. And also, it is the feast of what we call Shavuot, which is the feast of weeks, the feast of harvest, and 
the first fruits. And if we can understand what we have just been through in this season, if we can understand that we have come from Passover to Pentecost, and in Passover in this whole season, what have we experienced? We have experienced the move of God to just rescue us from the enemy. Amen. When the Jews went through Passover, they put the blood over the doorposts. And how many of you know that it, this Passover was very significant because this Passover was the first Passover since Bible times where the Jewish people celebrated it in their home privately with their own family because of COVID-19. So it is not uh, just an accident. God has allowed things to come into an order. And Passover was significant because it was the same atmosphere where God put the blood over the doorposts and said, look, we are exiting. We are coming out of Egypt. Saints, we have come out of Egypt into a season where we were pushed and forced to spend time with God like never before. We were isolated. So many people have said, I feel like I've been held hostage. Well, that's okay because you've been held hostage by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And it's been a good thing that God has done. And so it's very exciting because when we look at Acts chapter 2, verse 2, and we're talking about this outpouring as we begin to just celebrate. Uh, look what it says. It says, the wind blows. I'm sorry, it was Acts chapter 2 first. Acts 2, 2. We'll come to John 3, 8. There we go. And suddenly, say suddenly, say suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were all sitting. That Holy Ghost, when he comes into your situation, into my situation, it's suddenly, and it's a, a miracle working power where he comes in and he blows through your circumstances. And so when we look at this, the interesting thing is even in verse 1, it talks about how they gathered together in one place. Something that I saw there that is so key is that that Holy Spirit came rushing in when? When there was a unity. When everyone was in one place, gathered together, focused on Jesus focused on a move of God. Saints, we're in an exciting season where God is bringing us into one place, the body of Christ, and we're coming alive, and we're awakening from the apathy and the slumber of the past years, and we're saying we will not be silenced. No longer will we sit and soak and stink, but we're going to be a people alive, and we're going to have a voice, and we're going to move by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
This is exciting times. This is a time when we're seeing the Holy Spirit move. It's going to be a season of miracles. It's a season of wonders and signs. Listen, how many of you looked at COVID-19 and you said, uh, this is a sign God is doing something. The first thing, uh, first entry in my journal as we went into lockdown was God spoke to me and he said, I am up to something. And I said, you certainly are. Why? Because we've never seen anything like this in our lifetimes. You know, our parents and grandparents have been through depression, have been through the Great Depression and through... Uh, some through the uh, civil war and, and the wars. But this, this has affected the world. This has affected the world, not just one state or one nation. This has gone everywhere around the world. And we have seen this experience take us to another level in God. Because we who love God with everything in us, and that's you, and that's you, and you, and you, that's all of us, and me, we love God. And what's happened is we've said, God, how are you going to use this? And he has used it. He has used it to focus us on him, to stay in one place, to sit and just read his word and study and pray and get close to him. And so the Holy Spirit is coming even into our midst. It's exciting. And they felt that. And I'm, even in the clip tonight, you're going to see what it must have been like to be in that upper room and the Spirit of God fall on all of them. And all they were doing is our Father who art in heaven. And they kept saying the Lord's Prayer loud and over. And all of a sudden, it just went into a rush of the Holy Ghost. And again, we can take two perspectives. You know, uh, the Jewish people believe that their faith is everything. And faith in the Hebrew is called emunah, E-M. U-N-A-H, Emuna. And the greatest thing about the Holy Ghost is that when we allow that Holy Spirit to move, we walk a journey of faith. Let's just be honest. As Christians, our walk is a walk of faith. And we believe God. And we understand that when Jesus rose, he had to leave so the Holy Spirit could come and be our comforter and be our guide and our counselor. And I think one of the things that was so powerful in this season was we began, and I heard so many people say to me, I began to really pull on the Holy Spirit to show me things, to guide me, to lead me, to walk this journey with me. And that is what God wants from us. He says, I want you to stay in my presence, not just in your prayer closet, but whenever you are 
wherever and whenever and whatever you're doing. He says, I want you to pull on my Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Guide me. Lead me. Show me. And he will. He will. But in this journey of faith, you begin to recognize those that are full of emuna versus those that are just satisfied to sit in a pew and just come to church and really not share Jesus with anyone, you begin to see the difference. Because those who are full of that faith, emuna, they are the ones with the perspective of Okay, yeah, oh, I went through a terrible accident, but look, I came out okay and I'm alive. Oh, I got a bad report from the doctor, but as long as I'm pressing into my faith and into God, he's going to carry me through. And you know what? I win one way or the other. I win if I go to be with Jesus or I win if I'm here and can king and do kingdom work. Versus... All the questions to God. Why did you let this happen to me? Why? Why would you allow this to happen? Why would you allow that to happen? Why would you? And we begin to just focus on everything but our faith. No, negative reports are not fun. No, hearing uh, the doctor say, you know, this is terminal is not fun. None of this is great, but you begin to understand this walk of faith because you begin to see God, you're with me in it, and your Holy Spirit is going to carry me through one way or another. We are not citizens of this world. Hello? Our world is the world to come. Our eternal destiny is in heaven. We are citizens of heaven, not here. We're here part-time. We're ambassadors. We're aliens. And so we've got to get this emuna, this faith, activated and the holy spirit is the one that comes in and he charges you well how dr cheryl how do i get this you begin to get baptized in the holy spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues and i want to urge you get it if you don't have it get it if you have it use it and I can tell you the difference it's made in my life. Because the Holy Spirit became real when I began to just pray in tongues and intercede in tongues and cry out to God. He became real. I remember when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, I was 17 years old. And I was raised in my Christian walk at Bethesda Missionary Temple, which is Bethesda Christian Church now. But my pastor, Brother Jim Beal, was her son, and he was a preacher, but Ma Beal, that was my pastor. And Ma Beal raised up a whole lot of us. She raised up a whole lot of ministers. 
So many of them you are, you are familiar with throughout the whole Michigan area. But she raised us up. And one of the things that she would do constantly is pray in the Holy Ghost. Even when she would get up to preach, if the Spirit of God hit her, she started to pray in tongues. And that might be the entire sermon. And then all of a sudden, we'd be on our face crying out to God. Because the power of the Holy Spirit was so rich in that place. I want to tell you, pray in the Holy Ghost. I received the Holy Spirit baptism at 17 in catechism. And I was so afraid of it. Because I didn't understand it. And so I received it. But I thought, okay, good, I received it, and now I can just be normal and go on, whatever that was. And so I didn't pray in tongues for 10 years. I knew I had it in me, but it was like, oh, I was so mm, frightened, whatever. And finally... Here we go. I had to go through a, di a very difficult time in my life. I mean, I went through a really hard time in my life. And I uh, was very close to uh, uh, my Jewish mentor mother was at Bethesda. Her name was Paula Agawas. And she was a, a mother in the Lord to me. And she loved my mother because, you know, we were Jewish. And she loved my mother because my mom was a Jew. And she led my mother to the Lord. And, and she got my mom praying in the Holy Spirit. And I'll never forget the night she said, you need this. Get it and use it. And she laid hands on me and out it flowed like a river. And I went home that night. I wouldn't even talk to anybody. I just kept praying in the Holy Ghost. Because it's power. If you're going to move forward in this season, in your walk with God, you need the Holy Ghost. You need the baptism. You need to speak in other tongues. Don't be afraid of it. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. And it doesn't have to make sense to your natural mind. You just need to use it. And you just keep praying in the Holy Ghost. I pray in the Holy Spirit sometimes all day when I'm driving the car, when I'm going somewhere, when I'm in the shower. It doesn't matter. Pray, pray, pray in the Holy Spirit. Because when they got filled in the upper room, they were a force to be reckoned with after that. They didn't care about, you know, we look at the book of Acts, we see a whole different bunch of disciples. Same names, same people, but oh, the Holy Spirit got a hold of them. We must get that perspective. Look at John chapter 3, verse 8. The wind blows where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst tell where it cometh and whether it goeth. So is everyone 
that is born of the Spirit. It comes and it blows everywhere. And, you know, you can really begin to understand this because Holy Spirit, the Spirit in Hebrew translates breath. Breath. Wind. Translates breath and wind. And I want to look at this for a minute. If you look at what we've just come through this last season, and we're still walking through it, but I think there's more fear than the reality of what's going on. But that's okay, because God's in this. You know, I shared this morning that somebody said to me, Oh my God, Pastor, now it's extended till the 12th of June. I said, then God's in it, and he's still looking for us to listen because somebody ain't hearing. Somebody ain't spending time with God like they should. Somebody ain't setting aside that quality time. And so take advantage of it. If you got to be home and nothing, you can't do nothing, you can't go to work, you, you can pray, you can seek God's face. This is the season like never before. But if you look at what we've been through, look at what the enemy attacked in COVID-19. He attacked our breath. He attacked with respiratory ailments respiratory flu. He attacked our ability to speak, to breathe. That wasn't an accident. Now, I'm not talking about all, all that's gone on in the natural, politically, and all that. I'm talking about, let's just get your eyes focused on spiritual spiritually your breath is everything as a kingdom kid out there sharing the gospel bringing souls into the kingdom you need your breath and you need your voice so what would the enemy love to silence all of us here i'll throw a flu virus at them that'll kill them some did. We lost some. But saints, we're here, and we've got our breath, and he can't take it away from us. We're a power and a force to be reckoned with because of the Holy Spirit. So ruach means breath. Ruach also translates wind. And Ruach HaKodesh is the word for Holy Spirit or Holy Wind. Now I want to use an example here that you will understand. If the wind is blowing and you are walking against that wind. How many of you ever had that experience? You're taking a walk, and you're walking against the wind, and it's bitter cold outside, and you're going, oh my gosh, I just hope I get there real quick. When you are walking against the wind, it creates a drag, right? It makes it hard to walk. 
Just the other day, uh, Dr. Rose and myself, we loved to walk, so we were walking uh, down Jefferson. And it was still cold out, and it was the wind, and it was, you know, just challenging. But as we walked, it was interesting how, yeah, it was challenging, and we were bundled up, and we were walking, and we put our heads down, and we were walking against the wind, and we looked at each other, and I said, this is hard. When you walk against the wind of the Spirit, when you're walking against the Holy Spirit, it's hard. It's a hard thing. And it creates a drag. And it's harder to walk and you get tired. When we try to live our lives pushing against that Holy Spirit, it's hard. And we know it. And we know that we're getting tired. When we try to push against the Spirit of God by doing our own thing, by doing all our works our way, by trying to push our way through, we're tired, we're worn out, it's hard. And we don't want to do this. Doesn't that make sense? But now let's talk about when you walk with the Spirit of God. Because when you walk against that Spirit of God, it takes a lot of energy to do a whole lot less. <laughs> you don't have a good return for all your energy. But when you walk with the wind, when you're walking in the direction that the Spirit of God is blowing, different. Look with me at Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, or walk with the Spirit. You with me? And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When you're walking with the Spirit of God instead of against the Spirit of God, there's not that striving. There's not that struggle. It says, For the flesh lusteth against, against, against the Spirit. And the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things you would. How many of you have found when you're walking against what God really has for you, it's a struggle, it's a battle, it's a fight, and you're tired, and it's hard, and you feel like you're putting all this energy into something and nothing's happening. But when you walk in the direction that the wind is blowing. Now, as we walked the other day, her and I walked coming back, and the wind was behind us. It was at our back, and it was almost like it was pushing us. So we didn't have to work so hard. It was easier. It was helping us. 
When you walk in the Spirit of God, when you're talking to the Holy Spirit throughout the day, and He says, go this way, and you go that way, do this, you do that, and it just becomes a real breeze. And what happens is you are walking and walking, and you're moving ahead. You're moving forward. And the best part is it enables you and gives you power. Walk in the Spirit. He says right there in Galatians 5.16, I would that you would walk in the Spirit. Because he wants us not to strive and to strain. Walk in the Spirit. And look what he says there. If you'll stay in the Spirit, you won't have, you won't have that opportunity to get off in your flesh. If you're walking in the Spirit, and you're listening to the Holy Spirit, and you're walking the way the wind is blowing, somebody can downright insult you, and the Holy Spirit will say, shut up, don't say a word. And you'll just kind of dummy up all of a sudden. When you're walking in the Spirit, you're just talking to God. And just the other day, you know, I needed something at the store, but... uh they didn't have it at this one store. So God spoke to us, you know, send uh, Jim to this other store. They will have it there. So we prayed and we said, Holy Spirit, you know, just show us what to do. And he went there and he says, wow, they just got a whole load of this stuff in. Easy. Not striving, not straining. God wants you to walk with the wind, not against the wind. He wants to remove you so far from the lust of the flesh. See, when you begin to walk with the Holy Spirit wind and you begin to go, what is happening is that lust and that fleshly garbage and all the temptation, as you're walking with the Spirit, you're getting further away from that. And that just stays right back there and you keep moving further and further away until there's no temptation because it's not there. He wants us to walk in the direction of the Spirit and not, you know, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. What does he mean? It means it's not going to be there to tempt you because you're going to be so cocooned in the Holy Ghost. But it's going to require us to pray and to use our Holy Ghost tongues. Don't even spend a moment. Sometimes I go to bed praying in tongues, and then I wake up, and it's incredible to me because I wake up, and it's, and I wake up in tongues. I said, God, I just want to be so cocooned in you that I don't even recognize that I'm living a regular life here on earth. We have to... Walk with the Spirit of God. I want us to see this clip tonight. And I urge you, I challenge you, pray in the Holy Spirit. I know some of you out there don't have the gift, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not a problem. 
You can receive it. Just lift your hands in your prayer closet. Get alone with God. Say, Holy Spirit, I want this baptism. I want to speak in other tongues. God will give it to you. And just allow your mouth to just speak it out here. And just let it come out. But I want to talk to you for a second about those of you that have it and you don't use it. Use it. Begin tonight. Every time you turn around here, feed your dogs, praying in tongues. You know, take a walk into your backyard, pray in tongues. Uh, go to take a shower, pray in tongues. Go to the bank, pray in tongues under your breath. Go to the store, the grocery store, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues everywhere and take God with you everywhere. He wants to go. You can go to the grocery and you can say, God, what should I get? Should I get this one or this one? He'll say, get this one. He'll show you. God, do I need this or do I need that? He'll show you. Because he cares about everything that you care about. And he cares about, listen to me. People say to me, God don't care about your hair and, you know, your, you, know you want to get nails done. Yes, he does. Yes, he does care. I said, God, you know, I don't know what to do. I just want to get my nails done. I just want to do something different for me. And do you know that a girl called me? And she said, can I come and do your nails? I said, sure. And then when, I, when she got there, someone else had already paid her to do them. God cares about everything. Saints, touch, get into, get into a love relationship with God, get into a private place and just pray in tongues and seek God's face and cry out to him. It will change your life if it hasn't already. My life has changed. I don't ever want to go back to the way it was before covid I don't ever want to go back to being so busy and ripping and running. I want to stay in my place. And I just, I have rearranged my schedule or I refuse to do one more thing after a certain time every day because I'm going home and I'm spending time with God. Make that choice. Make those decisions. Thank you, Jesus. I want to tell you, watch this clip. It will change your life. <laughs> because you will see how they, it affected the disciples and how it can affect you by praying in that Holy Ghost, by receiving that outpouring of his spirit. Amen. Ooh, I'm red. <laughs>
Hallelujah. Did you feel it? I want to just, as we close tonight, I want to draw your attention to one thing. A great depiction of what happened when the Holy Ghost fell. Pentecost hit the upper room. But I want to draw your attention to, to many, many were walking in the marketplace, doing their regular daily business, life was usual, business as usual, and missed the entire move of God in that upper room. I don't want to miss it. I want to see the wind of God blow through my home, my community, my neighborhood, my church, all of our churches in the EACM network, every household in the state of Michigan. I want to see the Holy Ghost blow through our entire nation and the nations of the world. And so I'm on my face at night crying out for that. Pray, seek God like you never have. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, get into your closet tonight with him and cry out and say, I want this. I want this. And let the Spirit of God blow through you. If you have it, begin to pray in the Holy Spirit like never before and don't stop. Half of everything we say all day long isn't worth anything anyway. Unless we're talking about Jesus. Say, well, Dr. Cheryl, you're extreme. I don't care anymore. As long as I'm extreme for Jesus, I'm good. Get that Holy Ghost. This is the week as we walk into Pentecost. Get charged up. Fast a couple days. Get your flesh out of the way and spend time with God and just get charged. You know, we walk in here on Sundays, we can feel the presence of God and the charging of the Holy Spirit because we just thrive on it. We hunger for it. So I invite you tonight. Let's pray and let's ask God to give you it if you don't have it and if you do, for God to charge you up. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we ask you right now for the baptism of the Holy Spirit for those that do not have it. Father, even now through the live stream, God, I ask that your Holy Spirit would fall on people right now and let them speak in other tongues. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, fill us up, fill us up, loose our tongues and fill us up tonight. Just speak it. Don't worry about what you're saying. It don't matter. God, in Jesus' name, for those that have it, a fresh anointing, fresh anointing, God, to speak in tongues. And God, we love you, and we thank you, and we worship you tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord. Oh, Dr. Scott's going to come and share communion tonight with us quickly. Thank you.